following program is rated NAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the five minute warning. Well, no, Ruben, the, the part of critical race theory that they don't like being taught is the part that says that there are systematic advantages that they have for being white. That's the part they don't mind hearing about slavery to a degree. Even if we can, even if you can back it up with statistics, if Jesus Christ himself came down and said it, white people don't want to hear that they've had an advantage. gives you everything and nothing at all that's everywhere you don't want to be it's Ruben Mo B and on the ones and twos AG the five minute warning hello 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 party people this is Welcome. my tag team. Hey, hey, hey. Why we gotta do that? There it is. Scoop. There it is. Not gonna lie, that's one of the greatest Geico commercials it ever. It really is. But welcome to another episode of the Five Minute Warning. Once again, it is me, the Brain Supreme, Ruben Brown in the house. And of course, I got my people. I can't call them Steve Rowland because that's just jacked up. But we got AG in the house on the ones and twos. What's happening, y'all? How you doing? And we got Moby spitting that hot fire. I don't know about all that, but I'm here. See, man, I try to make you excited, man. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> every time, every time you bring the heat for him, he always douses you with water, cold. I know. <laughs> I mean, nah, man. He hits me with that liquid nitrogen, man. It's like, ooh, come on, bro. I mean, I'm trying, man. You got to give me something. Haven't time. you learned this by now? I mean, even I know this. And I haven't known him that long. He will never, ever give you oh happy day. He's just going to be like right there. One day he will. <laughs> it will be the greatest oh well, happy day ever. Wow, wow man. Good right. luck with that. Hey, man. It's what it is. Welcome to all the people who listen to the live episode of 5-Minute Warning. And you know what? We're here to bring you that hot fire. And... You know, <laughs> you will be disappointed, Dre. So <laughs> this week, you know, it's another week. First of all, I'd like to say um, on a serious note, you know, hopefully there's going to be some peace in the other side of the world soon because that that is just crazy. I wish I knew why. Nobody seems to know why except for Putin. But hey, hopefully there'll be some peace soon, you know. That's it. That issue is just crazy out there. That's all I got to say on that. Yeah, man. My brother's over there. So, oh, is he actually planning in it? I mean, he's in, in Russia. Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's hot. That's just. Yeah, he says crazy over there, man. And and he says something about they not paying now. So I don't know what that means. He ain't messaged me back yet. We got a, like a 12 hour time difference almost. Well, I mean, that everybody's cutting off basic funding. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm wondering if they probably just ain't paying. I mean, yeah. will, he, will he be able to get out of the country if need be? I mean, that's... I don't know. I mean, they're not being attacked. I, I guess my hope is 
that, I mean, he's he's not he's not like near the Ukraine border or nothing. I know, but still, but, everything that's going on, people just you know had had enough. I don't know, what's, you know. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Even the Russian people are just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, so, because Lauren was telling me this has a lot of history, and in addition, I had no idea the Ukraine was so rich in uh, oil, unsustainable fuels, and yeah. ore. So there's a reason. Trust me, there's a reason. I mean, it's got to be financial. I mean. Russia is kind of going on some hard times right now. I, I'm gonna disagree with it's got to be financial because I don't. This is my personal opinion. Putin don't give a damn about Russia's economy because Putin rich. That's true. Like the, the rest of the country might be struggling, but Putin rich. You know, I was talking to my my brother about it yesterday. He came up with a a nice little thought. He was just like, "Yo, maybe Putin is terminal." And he wants to be part of the, you know, the list of the great Russian dictators. I mean, because he loves Stalin. And I mean, you know, Stalin did his thing, unfortunately, back in the day. But, you know, I thought that was an interesting thought process. Because if you know you're going, why not? I mean, well, then he, understanding, he the history, to be here. understanding the history between... Russia and the Ukraine is important to know also. Yeah. They got so. history. And the, and the Ukraine is like, F y'all. We ain't and, part of y'all country. So and pretty much that. everybody, yeah, and everybody around the world is literally like pulling funding in one way or another. You know, so it, yeah, I don't know, but we just, we just hope, we hope it here five minute warning, we just hope it ends soon because, you know, yeah, we just hope it ends soon. So, ah, uh, the tenant theory, yeah, <laughs> which is a good movie, by the way. If you haven't seen it, you need to check that out. It's a little confusing, but once you get an idea of really what's going on, it's a good movie. So, you know, let's start this puppy off right. First of all, I like to shout out um, to my mother. Hey, mom, if you listening, because she told me yesterday she listened to us. And she she liked when I brought the peeps out, even though it was not a good idea for some people, you know, a type two diabetic peddling peeps. Yeah, it's probably not the smartest thing I've ever done, but I'm pretty Pushing sure I'll peeps. beat that eventually. Pushing <laughs> peeps. Pushing <laughs> peeps. That's right. I mean, what what did Ice Cube say? You get nah never mind, I can't remember it. So question <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, wow. Never now, mind. I can't now, remember. Now I remember. Ice Cube did say pushing rhymes like weight. So push pushing diabetes like sugar. I don't know. Please stop. I am. Because we're moving on. So question of the day today. Can the history of the United States be taught in school without talking about caste levels? Because as you know, the history of you know the United States was built on you know some unfavorable favorable things um but can it be taught correctly without talking about the caste levels in the system you know because one of the things that um I keep hearing about this good old critical race theory is you know my kid comes home sad when they talk about history and I'm thinking to myself is I mean, my first question is, why are you sad? You won't dare. But, you know, then they say, I guess the teachers are making it so white people should feel bad 
And I'm just kind of like, well, if they're saying, hey, white person, you should feel bad about this. Yeah, that's a little messed up because when it's all said and done, you know, that's not what you that's not history. That's not what you teach a history for. You teach a history so you you won't repeat it usually and you know what the hell's going on. So it's like the whole critical race theory, especially in the state of Virginia, because the governor put out some well, his people found that there is some critical race theory being taught. And I'm just kinda like, I mean, are you saying history is being taught? Or kids you know, teachers are making kids feel bad about stuff. So that's I wanted to bring that question because, you know, there was a caste system a long time ago, especially over in Europe. And that's why all the people from Europe came to America, you know, because they were the bottom of the caste system. So I ask you, gentlemen, and we'll start with AG. I mean, can you teach history? Can you teach history? United States history without teaching the caste system? You can't teach anybody's history without something like that, because it 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 all boils down to, <clears throat> excuse me, it all boils down to people. Now you just said, which is true. I'm not challenging that, but what you just said, you know, this country was built on people that were trying to escape the caste system because what did you say? They were at the bottom of the system, yeah. so they wanted a place that they could go where they could have a chance. Well, the only thing that ended up happening for real was them developing the same thing here, where Correct. you have the elite, you have the 10% or the 9% around them, and no one else has a chance. And then even within the 10%, some of those people that don't look right don't really have a chance. They're just in a mirage. So you can't teach, number one, you can't teach anybody's history without um, a class system. It'll never go away because human beings can't help themselves. So that's the answer to your question. It's like everybody wants to be better than everybody at some point. You know, at least, uh, you know, at least I'm not poor. Well, at least my credit good. Well, my man is 6'2 and diesel. Well, my, well, my man ain't cheating on me with your husband. So it's just like goes on and on and on. Everybody is better than everybody else. And it doesn't matter. The margin of victory does not matter as long as I'm better than you. Human beings cannot help themselves, so you can't teach it because it's always going to exist, always. Yeah, sounds sounds like a a, um, a clip song, Mister Me Too, right there. Moby, talk to us. I respectfully disagree. Um, and when you say, "Can it be taught correctly?" I mean, correctly is in the eye of the beholder. Because, I mean, hell, we taught slavery in this country as if it was just some form of low-wage um, worker for for decades. I mean, y- you can teach history however you choose to. Um, now, can you teach it honestly without it? No, but and nobody said everything taught has to be honest. And, you know, as far as, you know, you bringing this question up because of white kids feeling bad in school i mean i'm not gonna speak on white fragility because i can't relate because um i mean if you if you feel bad about inherited advantages that you've had beyond your control i don't understand why you feel bad about that like as i guess the only thing i can compare it to is as a man i realize there's wage inequality between men and women i don't feel bad about being a man because of it i just 
I'm honest enough to acknowledge that yeah, there's been some discrepancy here, and that shit ain't right. And you know, I I would love to be part of the solution as a part as as opposed to just taking advantage of it. But you know, when somebody talks about wage inequality, I don't feel bad about my masculinity. I don't feel bad about having a penis because people who might do the same job as me get paid less I, I feel bad that that happens because that's that's not right but i don't feel bad about being a guy so i don't understand why white people can't hear about slavery and jim crow laws and systems put into place to give them inherited advantages without feeling bad about their whiteness i just can't relate that just that just makes it seem like part of being white is being very fragile and I mean, maybe that is it, but I mean, I'm not trying to insult them or anything, but like I said, the only thing I can compare it to is, is men and women issues. Cause I, I ain't never been white. So I don't know. Interesting. That's a definitely interesting take. I mean, because I think, you know, you know, I've been every once in a while, I'll come across with Yunkin doing something, um, you know, questionable. But in the, in the eyes of his him, his mind and his party, that is correct. But then I think of myself as growing up in Petersburg, Virginia, and you know, yes, it is ninety eight percent black as far as the school when I was there. I don't know what it is now, but probably ninety nine point two percent now. <laughs> nah, it, <laughs> I doubt that. You know. Hey man, when I went to school in Petersburg. I, I remember being surprised that there were white people in the city. Like well, I, every time I saw a white person, I just assumed they were from Prince George or somewhere. Like, and then my grandma was like, "No, they live in Petersburg too." And I'm like, "Where?" They just don't live in where your grandma <laughs> said, lived. Where? I mean, I was like, where? I mean, let's just be real. They, where your grandma lived at, they just didn't live there. I mean, that's just what it was. I mean, it, it's not even a, it's not a situation in which, you know, there wasn't. A great number of white people there because I, I would, I would, I don't know specific numbers. I just know when I was in school there. I mean, in high school, two, three hundred, maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know what it is now though because I don't live there, so I can't speak on that. But it's interesting how you know you teach history in Petersburg, and yet. You know, about seven miles away from the high school, you have Lee, you have this park, and you know has one of those history signs, the Siege of Petersburg. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, how do you, how do you teach? Like, I, I don't understand how you teach the Civil War in the in a place of in Petersburg, and like, well, it's critical race theory. No, we got these signs up saying that it was here. Like, how, explain that to me. Uh, you know, some people just had disagreement. Well, no, Ruben, the, the, the part of critical race theory that they don't like being taught is the part that says that there are systematic advantages that they have for being white. That's the part. They don't mind hearing about slavery to a degree. I mean, like I said, they try to make it seem like it was just kind of like some low wage employees. But no, like it was it was slavery. Like y'all were whipping them. It wasn't nobody was getting paid you know nobody applied for this job but um yeah they don't mind hearing about that to a degree but when you start saying hey they're they're parts of our our, our government they're parts of our political system 
that literally inherently gives white people advantages that's the part that they don't like hearing they even if we can even if you can back it up with statistics facts numbers if jesus christ himself came down and said it it doesn't matter white people don't want to hear that they've had an advantage and and i mean not to get on this subject but you know i guess depending on who sees jesus christ you know tell you what color he is but that's not something oh no 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 we ain't doing we ain't doing <laughs> that's that what I'm saying. that's because, what i'm saying because, 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 because the description in the bible that white people seem to readily agree with like that dude ain't no white dude that they just described or not not your run-of-the-mill blonde hair blue-eyed white guy so i don't know who these murals that they put on all their stained glass and all these churches were we had blonde hair and blue eyes like i don't know who that guy was because his hair didn't look like wool like according to the text like i didn't hold, i hold, don't hold. know I don't think I've ever seen a blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus. Yeah. What? Not a blonde hair. Really? The only, the only Jesus I've seen has brown hair. Bruh. I ain't never seen a blonde Just, one. He's not wrong. Google, he's Google not wrong. it. <laughs> Google or, it. Or, or maybe maybe it's the light that comes down that hits it just right. Okay, yeah. So it's it's okay, it's, it's, it's I ain't never seen no blonde Jesus. I'm, not, I'm, I, and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I, I promise you. <laughs> Ruben, it's not supposed to exist. You don't have to be afraid. I mean, I'm just saying. Because you look like somebody's gonna somebody's gonna jump through the window and get you. Look at you. Look at you. Well, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm like, yo, man, because I've been in white churches and black churches, but I ain't never seen no blonde Jesus. <laughs> now, it's brown again, hair, it's dirty blonde. I was gonna say we, we might describe it as dirty blonde. Yeah. Or <laughs> but they always nah. got that light hitting it just right to get the highlights out. Bro, I just thought that <laughs> like it's, he bleached thought, his tips. Okay, saying, he bleached bro, the tips. <laughs> I just thought it was the light was coming down so you could see the high pro glow. I just, I, I mean, just want you to know that that talking about something that's not true is a blasphemous, my friend. I'm just saying, I ain't never seen a blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus. That's well, all. Well, actually, none of us are supposed to have had seen it. Yeah. But, but if it if somebody has put that out there, I just need to see it. Just so I can see that. Just Google it. They crazy. You'll see it. Just Google it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to because that's crazy. We, we don't need to turn this into a three hour show. Just, yeah. Just, nah, just nah. I mean, I'm just I'm just letting you know how the shock I feel. But um, but yeah. So you know, <laughs> yeah. Remember when Yunkin's son illegally voted twice? Yep. Yeah. Can't forget yeah. that. Hey, he goes to school apparently in Maryland. Go figure. Um, how will World War II be taught to the kids of Jeremy descent? Yeah, that's interesting. But I just wanted to pose that question. I thought it was a solid question. I appreciate the answers on that. I mean, actually, World War Two and German history, like they're pretty damn honest about their history. That that's I'm just saying they're they're really honest about their history. I mean, that's that, that's why ain't nobody in that country flying no swastikas or nothing like that because they're like no, nah, bro, a that's, choice, really. that's 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 not how we that, they lost. They they that, that was <laughs> the negative lost. side. We we not doing that. <laughs> they lost. I love it when he does that. They lost. <laughs> they lost. I mean, but you know. Some people lost the Civil War, but they made statues. Well, this is another country. This, I mean, I said, okay, that's why I said, like, you know, I, I think other countries sometimes seem like they're a little bit more honest with their own history. Yeah. And then we got people out here talking about, well, you two mean about our history? Yeah, whatever. 
Okay. I mean, look, if, let's be honest, man. If if some, not all, if some white people had their way, American history would be taught as they came over, discovered a country Which of did. America, um, and there happened to be some Native Americans, but we, we're going to call them Indians, even though we knew it wasn't India. And on Thanksgiving, we gathered around and we taught each other cool things and ate dinner together. And then they decided on their own to move into residential areas and pockets and to slowly move west. You know, you know, we didn't do that. They just decided, you know what, we're going to give y'all this land and this space. <laughs> I can't. And, and, you, and, then they, and then they brought over some, you know, some some employees from Africa in various countries some that employees. just wanted to make a new way. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They just, you know, they were looking for some new career opportunities. So they decided to get on this boat and come over here and learn some agriculture and, and, and farming. Agriculture. <laughs> yeah. And they wanted to hang together. So they put chains on each other just so they wouldn't lose each other in the water. Yeah. Like, like I said, if it, there, there's some white person right now. That is that is the exact way that they think history should be taught. <laughs> oh, God. That's hilarious. Oh, man. No, it's yeah. only hilarious because I'm. I promise you, there's some white person right now that wants history to be taught that way, and and that's why I'm laughing because you're probably right. I'm well, actually, sure you're right. Actually, that white person thinks history was that way. Yeah, that that, yeah. that is history. Yeah, you know. So, all right. <laughs> so we're See going that. from one crazy world to another. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, I'd like to say. I think we need to, uh, Moby. I think we need to expand our borders a little bit because Georgia out here doing dumb stuff. I, I just want to put that out there. You know, I, I I never said other states weren't immune to doing dumb things. I simply stated that Florida has a culture <laughs> of doing dumb things. There's there, there's there's a real like dumb stuff happens all the time, but. You can't Google Georgia man news, but I can Google Florida man news and get websites. <laughs> oh, it's man. a pattern of behavior, really. a pattern of behavior. Just saying. Yeah. So this woman in Georgia decided she wanted to extend that pattern of behavior to where she's at. And she decided, you know what? I need seven weeks off, but I could take it. But I wouldn't get paid for it. Hmm. How can I get seven weeks off? Oh, I'll tell them that I'm pregnant. So she cooked up the story and she said she's pregnant. And I mean, you know, she did the belly bump and all that stuff. And seems pretty airtight. Yeah. <laughs> seems good. She's 43. Not that it has anything to do with it. Um, she worked for the Georgia Vocational Re Rehabilitation Agency. She probably should have been a client. Um, and I'll explain that a little later. But, <laughs> you know, in late 2020s, you know, she did the math. Let's see. Nine weeks from this date, I should be having a baby. And let's, so she told him in late 2020 that she's pregnant. You know, so she comes to work, has a little baby bump, you know, that sort of thing. So now, when you say she has a little baby bump, are you saying she gained weight or did she literally do something to manipulate it to look like she was pregnant? Oh, she had something up in, on, her, on her shirt. Bro, that's dedication to the craft, man. Yeah, like, definitely. Respect. Oh, it gets better though. <laughs> <Is that> respect. 
<laughs> so in March of 2021, she did this 2020-2021. A co-worker lowered a co-worker observed that the lower portion of her stomach kind of slowly came away from her body and was like, yo man, that joint look kind of fake. Cause the baby shouldn't be rolling all the way down past your vagina. So, you know. She didn't say nothing. She just kind of let it, whatever. Because she wasn't sure. And what are you going to sit there and do? You ain't pregnant. Bruh. That's yeah. a fake pregnant stomach <laughs> if I've ever seen one. Yeah, that's going to happen. So, then, of course, she had the baby and yada, yada, the baby and stuff like that. And here's where she messed up, man. Look, if you're going to lie... This is, this is a long-term lie here, which means you have plenty of time to make sure all your stuff is together. Now, she is Caucasian, so she sent pictures of the new baby out. Of course, obviously, it wore her pictures. <sighs> but the pictures of the babies were inconsistent. And then it had varying skin cone color. Time out. I'm yep. not trying to interrupt your story. I just want to make sure I got it. Yeah, yeah. Go so for she it. did. She did all this so she could get a couple weeks off. Seven, 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 seven. Hold on, seven weeks paid time off. So, so she did all this to get seven weeks off. Yes, of paid time off. That's important. Man, that's and yes, okay. you said right. dedication to the craft. I mean, yeah, but sometimes the juice ain't worth the squeeze, man. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong, but you just said, you just said respect. You just said I respect. I do. I, res- I respect her dedication to craft, but if you're gonna be dedicated, you also gotta be smart. Yeah, you and can't be having a whole bunch of. The idea pictures. that she started this means that she's not smart. Well, hold on. This is the fun part. Okay. But of course, the baby pictures had different types of skin tones, which means they weren't the same damn baby. Because I mean, my thing is, if you're doing this from for nine months. I mean, find some friends who had babies, yo. I mean, come come on, do something. So she didn't do her work, and they were just like, yo, this joint fake. And so they 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 went and told Human Resources. They did their due diligence. So somebody was snitching. Uh, everybody was snitching. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're going to say about these people doing their somebody, jobs? Snitching? Snitching. Come Hold on, on it's, it's HR's job. It won't none of these other teachers' jobs. Man, come on, man. Oh, they won't teach us. They won't teach us. They worked in a rehabilitation agency. And, okay. Oh, hold on. And she, she was the director of external affairs and mm. a rehabilitation agency. So the hate was already there because mm. she running the joint. But I, I must continue. So after... She had the baby. Some dude called in. I mean, excuse me. Some dude emailed, was like, yo, I'm the father of the baby. Yo, the doctor said she needs seven, several weeks of rest following delivery. So they gave her seven weeks of paid time off. Now, with that being said, of course, Moby, Moby knows he has children. They don't give you that much time off after you have a baby. <laughs> no, no job really does. And then, and then in Georgia, you could take up to twelve pay, weeks of unpaid leave. But now, uh, last year they signed a bill to give them three weeks of paid leave, maternal leave. 
So she could take the time off, but she won't get paid. She's like, I'm trying to get paid and not go to work. And of course, you know, he sent an email and these fools gave it to him because, you know, I think, why wouldn't you just check, call a doctor or something? Maybe that's dealing in the personal. I don't know. So all that happens. She gets her time off, blah, blah, blah. And then they did their investigation, you know, went to the hospital she was supposed to be at. No, they, they basically found out it was all fake. And then um, they charged her with identity fraud. Awesome. However, this was the second time she did this. Tell me at least she did this in another job. No, in July 2020, she claimed to give birth as well. And in August 2021, three months after the birth in question, she informed her employers that she was pregnant again. So this woman's over 40 and she's having kids back to back to back. Now, not saying it can't happen. But bruh, really? <laughs> That's what we're doing? I mean, nah, what, what I'm trying to figure out is, did she plan on working at this job for too long? Because... At some point in time, if you work at a place long enough, people that work with you are generally gonna see your kids at some point in time. Possibly. Like but- they're gonna they're gonna see you out somewhere or you know, you're gonna have to have some pictures. They're gonna ask you about school. I guess like, her lie was solid. Or or she just really don't F with nobody that work with her. Like these people must be real real distant these are some strategic work friends where as soon as she walk out the building she like none of y'all exists she must live at least 30 minutes from the job like well, she's, I just, she's a director so she probably doesn't have any friends i'm just saying of her so, co-workers and then and then what happens when somebody you know is around your co-workers and they're like how are your kids and your friend looking at you like what kids that chick ain't got no damn kids like you talking about Ray? Ray, eighteen years old. What you mean, kids? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So, <laughs> so they checked with the Office of Vital Records to review the birth certificates of her kids. Of course, they didn't find that because they lied. So, she resigned from her position last October, and she was indicted by a grand jury February tenth of this year so a couple weeks ago and they said fraud by state employees will not be tolerated said the attorney general even though she got away with this joint for two years in a row i guess she three strikes you out you know she she did too much and then on top of that you know basically she'll go back to court on april the 4th if she's found guilty she'll pay up to hundred three thousand dollars in fines and possibly spend up to 25 years in prison that is the most expensive seven weeks off ever. Well, she got about she got somewhere around fourteen to twenty one because she did it every year. Because they basically they went against their own rules, state rules, and give her the time off. So she been pretending to be pregnant for three years. Pretty much. I mean, I just want to know what she doing with these seven weeks off. <laughs> Chilling at home, eating, my, drinking my ties or something. She getting full paid. She was a director, so you know she was she was making bank. 
and she got four. I mean, she. I'm. I'm pretty sure it was full pay time off. I, I mean, yeah. That's. Like, I. I don't. I don't know if I should respect her dedication to the craft, <laughs> or should I just, or should I just be like, man, you got to think of a different hustle. You can't keep. <laughs> You can't keep going back to the same well, man. Plus, I'm like, yo, we lived in pandemic times. You could have just told somebody you had COVID, man. Like, <laughs> you know what? He is not wrong. <laughs> you could have just told somebody you had COVID. And they were paying people to be sick. Yeah, anytime you want a day off in 2020 <laughs> or 2021, all you had to do is just be like, man, this COVID is really acting up again. <laughs> <laughs> like a bunion. <laughs> I would come out there, but man, this COVID flared up on me. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got this COVID. I need seven weeks off to recover. <laughs> he said this COVID acting up again. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, I'm not coming in today. I woke up with the COVID. I mean, yeah. I she mean, chose, but she chose not. She chose to be pregnant. Something you have to have an eighteen-year excuse for. I mean, apparently she's just comfortable with the idea of being fake pregnant. So I mean, but here's the thing: she probably wouldn't have got caught if it weren't for that one time her belly. It wasn't fell for out them meddling her. kids. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Doo. <laughs> she would have got away with it if it wasn't for them meddling kids. I, I mean, I, I bet they were all pissed off too. Like, man, we doing her work, and she ain't here. How come she never here? How come she takes like three months off every year? Nah, because Ruben, it don't it don't be like that. Because if they if they have somewhat decent respect for you, they don't care enough to. So that means not only is she taking the seven weeks off, that means she acting like she's helpless during the pregnancy too. She probably coming to work not doing stuff. Like, oh girl, I just morning sickness all morning so they the, it ain't just about the seven weeks they probably yeah. like, this, this half ain't been doing nothing for three years yeah like <laughs> and, and she, Dre, she been leaning on these fake pregnancies forever and Dre for has got a great a great point not do i only have do i have COVID? i'm in quarantine because i was in close contact well, like, like i, I said you was near somebody no there was never a, like <laughs> nobody should have been making false reasons to not be at work besides COVID. Like, if if you was out of work for any reason that wasn't COVID, it better have been goddamn true. Because there's just no reason for it. Because we had the, it was, the lazy workers had the best built-in excuse not to be at work ever. And they still use it, it to this it, day. Either I got COVID, my cousin got COVID, my mama got COVID, my dog got COVID, and I got quarantined for 10 days, man. That's what it is. Or I went to Walmart and somebody at Walmart had COVID. Y'all heard somebody cough over the phone, man. They might have had COVID, so I can't <laughs> come in today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard Ray Ray cross the street had COVID, man. Nah, I can't come out. Hey, we're giving Ray too much burn today, man. Ray been 18. Ray Ray got COVID. Like, we got we got lay off Ray. We don't even know who Ray is, but man, he he been our built-in excuse for everything. I mean, hey, three that, years. That's, that's what it is, bro. <laughs> Good old Ray Ray. But yeah, man, that's that crazy world stuff going on, man. It just ain't in Florida. But but damn, if you're gonna if you're gonna fake it like that, I need you to change up your repertoire sometimes. Just a little bit. Like I said, she she just was trying too hard. I mean, you didn't have to try that hard during a pandemic. <laughs> Built-in excuse. You can't even do that. Trifling. All right. So, AG, we got a little hey, ladies today. Yes, sir. 
Alright, go my brother. Well, this episode of Hey Ladies is called <laughs> Well he just sitting back chilling. He's like, I'm here for it all. <laughs> right, I, I've been sitting back the whole time, man. We good. <laughs> uh you funny, man. But anyway, this episode is called Will You Ever Make It to Jared? And when I say Jared, I do mean the jewelry store. So, you know, y'all get gifts from the beginning of any relationship. You know, like dinner, movies, trinkets, get your nails did, get your hair did, engagement gift, honeymoon, push gifts, Valentine's, etc. You know what I'm talking about. Well, when I think about it, society doesn't really hold y'all to a standard that compels you to give gifts to men. And when I think about it even more, if there is gift giving... I have to hear about it until death throws us asunder. So that means I'm going to hear about this forever. That one time. When I think more about it, your father didn't pay for your wedding. And yes, your dad is still alive and you were, and this was your first wedding. So before you say anything about that, please stop. And before that, you never took me anywhere to get the Rolex that I always wanted, that you knew I always wanted as an engagement gift to me. It's like, you know, it's like... If you're playing a game by your own standards, then women are failures. It's an epic fail on your part because we're working on your business model, yet we get nothing. I mean, some of y'all aren't even wise enough to be, you know, to make me feel proud of the provider that I've become. Because if that ever comes up on my end, I always get the sermon that's like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. Why you got to be so extra? Or when I make I put you in a position to win in your life, you and your friends talk about how trained you got me. Well, and then it's like I got to have permission to be proud of me because I'm not getting it from you. All I get from you was really an attitude. And then you want to be the queen based off of something you did 20 years ago. But I'm the one that needs too much attention. Well, something tells me Jared going to go out of business waiting on y'all. And that's the Hey Ladies. Jared will never go out of business. <laughs> Jared will never go out of business. Not with those commercials they keep putting out. True. Might, you, might, you might not be getting engagement rings, but Jared will never go out of business. I understand. But if they're waiting on women, they're going out of business. There won't be no need for jewelry stores. Just saying. Every kiss begins with K. Okay. <laughs> Competitions, man competitions okay but that's a very good point like hey i'm supposed to treat you like a queen yet you treat me like a pauper what kind of crap is that that's that, that's that's, that's, that's just foul stuff. look look y'all 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 are fighting a losing battle because all all they gotta say is but isn't she worth it whatever whoever she is and whatever they bring to the table because as I've stated several times before, part of being a man is realizing that you're always behind. You're always coming from behind. I don't know what the score is. I just know I'm behind. So if I'm always behind, I'm always trying to pay my way out of this invisible debt that I have. So, I mean, it, it comes with gifts and dinner and doing all these things. Even though I just met this chick, I'm still already behind. I don't know why. And and then, you know, women out here in their music um, promoting prostitution, but they're not calling it that. They're calling it knowing their self-worth, which 
it's funny that if you call your self-worth and you monetize it that's literally the definition of prostitution but but hey we can't say that because we're supposed to be courting them accordingly you're the man you're supposed to take her out to eat you're supposed to pay for that if you're going to marry her you have to put yourself in a financial debt they say you're supposed to what do it's supposed to be three months salary for the engagement ring that's a gross also yeah, gross, gross. Not, you know. Not after taxes. Yeah. So basically, you have to say, I love this woman so much, I'm willing to put myself in three months debt just at the possibility that she might marry my ass. Because that still ain't no guarantee. Just, just the possibility she might marry me. And you know what she has to do? Show up. Just show up. <laughs> because she's worth it. She's worth it. Is she? I, look, that's what they say. And wow. look, I'm a man. Okay. I don't get to make the rules. I just got to follow them. If I if I want to, you know, have a chance at coming behind from behind in this invisible deficit that I don't know how I got behind in in the first place. Well, there's no coming from behind because you're a loser to start with. Based on what yes, you're you know what? We lost the rib. We lost the rib just for her creation. And it and, never and, stopped. It's never stopped losing <laughs> after that. That's true. We gave you something. What have you given us back? Hell. Now, now, women, this, 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 hey, ladies, part probably sounds really harsh, and I don't believe that AG is talking about all the ladies. But, ladies, if you're really honest with yourself, you you do realize that the idea of courting is like the only time that you want to go back to olden times as a woman. Like, like it's the only time you want to go backwards because everything else is an independent woman you do your <laughs> own thing ain't nobody gonna tell you what to do you ain't gonna just be having babies and being in the kitchen but if you're gonna date me you're supposed to be doing your court manly courting duties that's the only time you want to go backwards it's just, that's, well it's that's just, not necessarily true either because when bills are due that tends to happen also well that's the, that's kind of the same thing though man like everybody want to be independent till you gotta do some independent shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, ladies, as a guy, the only way I can relate to that is I go back to my childhood when I was a, a, a adolescent. I couldn't wait to be an adult. Ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. And then I got out here in these streets and had to pay bills, and I'm like, "Yo, man, sure it would be nice if somebody else is taking care of this shit." <laughs> you know what? I I could I could forego some of these freedoms to not have to pay some of these bills like you know, <laughs> give me a damn curfew uh, as opposed to a mortgage like i'm cool i bring my ass home by time. <laughs> i mean and kbiaco says it you know some dudes got to figure it out you know got them ladies paying for them they need to share their playbook no nah, the playbook's very simple hey you gotta be a bad boy you gotta be broke but you gotta be quote unquote laying it down because if you land it down to that point where she is buying all your stuff, that's the playbook. But man, sometimes it's just a little too much work for that. Look, but if you broke and that's all you got, then that's the way to, to make a business model. This ain't talking about all the ladies. And in fact, my mom would my mom would get on me and say, I'm talking about young ladies. But what it is, as a guy. The way you get that, those dudes got it figured out because ladies love a project. Oh, yeah. You you just, you just, you can't come to the table with your shit together because that's not appealing. 
no 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 because because deep down it seems like so many ladies i talk to i hear it all the time why can't i just find a thug that's good to me <laughs> i don't i don't want no nice choir boy why can't i find some dude that's down with the streets as a thug but he's got a sensitive caring side when it comes to me it makes no sense it's I mean. it's you're out you're out here looking for a unicorn and then get and then have the audacity to get mad that you end up with a jackass like no you, you're looking for a unicorn they it doesn't exist i mean you know and then you have the whole i mean hey but if a, if a dude does it he's captain Savo. well yeah yeah but if a woman does it it's a project they have well, potential I mean, Look, music music has changed too. And and when I say music has changed, like in the nineties, like misogyny was like prevalent. Like I won't out here living the whole um women ain't shit but hoes and tricks though. I won't out here living that lifestyle. But that's what the music said. You know what I'm saying? There was like a badge of honor to be able to like, yeah, I got with that girl and I ain't have to pay nothing. There was like a badge of honor that now, like every song in hip hop, I'm listening to the dudes and I'm like you sound like a trick. Hold on, player. You talking about paying for everything? Like, oh, hold on. Like hold on. you ain't even you ain't even talked to the girl before. And you talking about twenty thousand dollars to get her titties fixed, and and you just so you can sleep with her. I'm like, yo, what part of the game is that? Girl, baby, man. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, that's what's, what. It is. It, I mean, look, man, it's 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 like look tricking. Like I don't know what's worse. Like look, I'm not I'm not saying the misogyny that existed in the 90s and early 2000s is cool i'm just saying it gets real confusing like 20 years later when everything is basically about me paying for vagina when back in the day it was about me bragging about not having to pay for vagina like i don't know where the line is anymore glad i, I, I don't know these streets, man. man i don't know these streets confusing man these <laughs> man oh, these man. streets so crazy <laughs> and hopefully next month we'll be able to solve some of those street problems. Ruben, I don't know how you're doing out here, man. I'm doing terrible because I, I, I'm <laughs> doing terrible because I mean it's I'm gonna just be real, man. You know, am I a project? Possibly, but see the problem is I'm too old to be a project for some people. And then like when it's all said and done, the people who want me to be a project for them, I don't want them. So it's like, yeah, what do you do? It's the old Cameron. It's the old Cameron mentality, man. I remember on the Cameron album there was a skit where he said, "Hey, look, man, if you really want to keep a girl, the first time you meet her, you gotta slap the crap out of her. That way, she can't say you don't treat me like you used to." And wow. I was just, I was just like, man, that's that's the <laughs> that's nineties misogyny in a nutshell, right there. That's <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't, to, I don't even know what to say on that. This hey ladies is taking a, a turn for the worst. I mean, I, we brought, I, I just, we I brought need, up I Cameron, need, man. So hello, man. It's, I brought up the Cameron skit. Okay, it's a skit. <laughs> and I don't agree or condone the skit. I'm just saying if that don't if that don't sum up '90s I mentality about women in a nutshell, nothing does. Hey, man. But when it's all said and done, late '80s, early '90s, you had just don't bite it. Now you have dope baby. Really, has anything changed? Yeah, I'd perspective. I'd, I'd say perspective <laughs> has changed. 
Well, yeah, basically you can say what you want to say on the radio now and just use different words. Use use a vocabulary. I mean, but it's really the same stuff, which is interesting and sad at the same time. Hey, G, thanks for that. Hey, ladies, but Jared ain't never going out of business, man. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, they, these young dudes out here tricking just to get it. Like, see, because the ultimate goal ain't marriage no more. Apparently, the ultimate goal is just like monetary exchange for services. Man, and and we'll talk about more next month, but is it me? Oh, we got a whole bunch of babies happening and a whole lot of marriages ain't happening. Well, hadn't that always been the case? Yeah. Yeah, but but usually back in the day, when you impregnate a young lady, it's time I gotta marry you. You know, I gotta I gotta I gotta Hey, know, that gotta used to be the speech. Father. Yeah. That used to be the speech, man. Like literally, when I was like 14, I remember my uncle Junior specifically saying, if you get a girl pregnant, just go ahead and marry her. Yeah. And at 14, I was like, what? <laughs> what? Hey, 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 Uncle Junior! I just finished listening to the Chronic Man. They said this ain't shit but hoes and tricks, man. Like, ain't nobody trying to get married. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't be shooting your stuff if you heard that. I mean, a, well, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what he was saying. Yeah, I mean, that's, it was interesting, but now, I mean, you know, make she gonna make an honest woman out of me, even though you hate her guts. Oh, you are so unattractive, and you just happen to be in the military. And you went to Peabody's one night. Now you married her. <laughs> I mean, you, you put a real life scenario. He's like, not wrong either. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to say, Dad, that's cold. <laughs> it's, I true. Mean, it's true Peabody's, man. I'm, I'm telling saying. you, man. Everybody in the military is just, oh, man. Yeah, man. So one, true. One night at Peabody's, man, but makes you a husband. Uh, with someone you would have never talked to in regular life. You got had a couple and she looked good for 30 minutes. And then you're pregnant. So good luck with that. Shout out to those people. All right. <laughs> you really trying to shout out to those people. No. Shout out to those people. <laughs> all right. Shout what out to all the drunk dudes that shot up the wrong club. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, shout out to all them dudes in the club got a weak pullout game. Hey, well, just saying. I've already spoken on that. I am not going to talk bad about anybody's pullout game because I know mine is untested and weak. Mine mine was strong. Hey, I'm I'm proud of you. Exactly. Uh, Mine was untested. (laughs) Look at Ruben. Look at Ruben's wife. Mine was untested. (laughs) Oh, man. So, <laughs> KB, we call that the two-minute warning. Yes, that's you're right. Supposed to always wait for the two-minute warning. When the lights supposed, come on, you're hey, supposed to have a hurry-up offense in place, meaning you have a couple <laughs> of prospects. <laughs> you know, when the lights come back on, you know now it's time to go. No huddle. <laughs> right. I mean, wait a minute, wait a minute, though. I thought you could still, even in the dark, well, even in club darkness, you could tell if a woman was ugly or not. No, no, no. You can't. You, you. There's some. There's some borderline. Court. Like in the club, sometimes you're like, "Hey, you got you got a really good body, and the way the lights hit you, and it's minimalistic right now. I, you and might I got look like okay. Six in. You might look okay. And I got like six in. But when the lights come on, you can't hide that gorilla. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm, and that's what the designated driver's job is for, actually, because that designated driver is supposed to pull you out the fire. Like, like when when you had one too many, 
and you about to go home with a Willoughby's, he's supposed to be like, not so fast, my friend. Let's reconsider this. It's called a that is so no. We all no. go to hell. I'm just saying, like, the designated driver for the men, the designated driver, that's his job. Oh, and for the female, the designated driver is to be the, the shield. She's supposed to be like, oh, no, you are not about to go home with that dude. We came here together and we're leaving together. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we're in real talk, man. I used to, I used to not, that, that, that is, that is why. You bring the best friend, man, because the best friend looks at dude. All right, he good. Oh, hell no. Now, I don't care how much alcohol he give you or what he's saying. You ain't not going on with him. And Let I me mean, answer Dre's response about what about the wingman. All right. The wingman can only be a wingman if the uh, if the main dude already knows what the chick looks like and already has decided that that's the one he's going for. If we just met the people at the same time, you are not the wingman. It's your duty to be the designated driver to make sure your drunk friend don't look at some horrible mistake of a woman (laughs) and and drink himself into thinking that he's about to have the time of his life. (laughs) because, Because any guy can drink his way into believing that. I don't I don't care who you are. I don't care how how much you say you only F with bad chicks, whatever. You had about 10 shots. A lot of chicks who ain't bad chicks start to look like bad chicks. Yep. I mean, hey man, a wrong night can get you in front of justice of peace real quick. I'm still uh, stuck at Mutual of Omaha. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Will the beast. <laughs> Yo, man. I'm just that's what it is, uh, man. That's what it is. Oh You're right. The main dude's not supposed to jump on a grenade. It's your boy. Now, if your main dude wants to go up to the unattractive woman and start hollering, you can't do nothing about that. That's just what it is. And you and you just take what I'm, you get. I, I mean, you can you can drop the. You sure? Are <laughs> <laughs> like, you sure? Like, you like, sure? But, but back to you the know? point. When the lights come on and you see that's not what you want, hey, I'm going to go get a beer real quick and I'll be right back. And as you go in that way, you're going right out the door. Man, whatever, that's, man. Hey, man, that's your last chance. But that's, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they made a movie about that, man. A Duff, a designated fat friend. Was I'm that like, good? I always meant to see that. AKA the minivan. The minivan. That's so wrong. That's so jacked up. Yo, cause cause women are mean people, man. Women are mean people. Especially between the ages of 10 and 30. They mean people, man. And that meanness is sanctioned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a reason why mean girls like some people it affected the wrong way. Because some people live some some girls live through stuff like that. Cause that shit's legit. Woo! All right. Hey, ladies, always taking us where we don't want to go, but we end up going there anyway. All right. Well, no, I see what, what it is. AG <laughs> gets to say his hey, ladies, and then he just gets to bow out. It's brilliant because he gets to say it <laughs> and he gets to bow out. Like, And then I can say all the stuff that's like really unpopular, but I can I can scapegoat him because he brought it up, not me. I mean, you as translator. But, 
Yeah, but I mean, look, at the end of the day, I'm still the one that's going to be the sexist. And I'm all right with that. I'm, I'm, I'll learn to live with it. I mean, I know it's hard. You be I good, know. though. It's not yeah. hard for him. <laughs> <laughs> he can sit up there and tell him lies all he wants. It ain't hard. <laughs> all right, Moby. <laughs> tell, tell me, let's tell us you wrong. All right. So, um, <sighs> I don't want to feel like we're piling on the race issues today. So, but it's every we're gonna, week, man. We're going to pile week. on the race issues today. <laughs> <laughs> I right, bring it on. Nah. So, so tell me I'm wrong. I was watching coverage of this. We talked about it briefly on the last show, the Juwan Howard, Michigan coach thing. And, um, you know, the coverage of it. Um, here's where the tell me I'm wrong is going to come in. But I want to preface it by saying I do not defend Juwan Howard swinging at another coach. I do not defend that at all. Um, as a coach, as a leader of young men, as a person who's supposed to be a role model on how to deal with adversity in a positive way, he failed. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's, there's no way to defend the fact that he failed that. But what I will say is, man, the coverage of it feels really culturally specific. And what I mean by that is the Wisconsin coach, of course, is like, I, I didn't do anything wrong. I was just trying to tell the guy how to coach, even though the other guy probably has forgot more basketball than I have. I've ever known. But neither here nor there. I, I, I talk to a lot of people of diverse cultures. I just, you know. Anybody who's a sports fan who talks about it, white, black, I don't care what you are. I just, just kind of want to know people's opinions of it. And the thing that I'm finding is very culturally specific is everybody's reaction to Jawan Howard actually swinging on him. Now, tell me I'm wrong, but I feel like the way most white and black people are brought up with this idea of freedom of speech is very different because a lot of people who are white have told me well it doesn't matter what was said you can't put your hands on somebody Shit. and i actually agree with that i just don't agree with the idea that you can say whatever the hell you want and not feel like somebody might put their hands on you because the way most people around me were brought up is like yeah violence is not supposed to be your first first recourse of action but there are ways to avoid violence you know there's some shit you just can't say because when you say it you're basically saying hey if you want to fight here's the time to do it and i'm finding that it seems like there are two americas when it comes to this freedom of speech thing is one side that thinks freedom of speech freedom of consequence and there's another side that says freedom of speech. You got to live with the consequence. Because all I could see in that Juwan Howard thing was the assistant coach said something. And if the head coach who had already touched Juwan Howard, who had already gotten his face, who had already kind of pushed him. If he didn't warrant that reaction, what the hell did that assistant coach say to make Juwan Howard immediately swing? Now, once again, I prefaced it by saying don't defend his actions. But I also don't defend this idea that you can say whatever you want to another grown ass man and feel safe that he might not try to whoop your ass. Please tell me I'm wrong. I can't. 
Okay, you do this every week. It's no fun anymore. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, you, you know what I mean? Don't tell me I'm wrong with the cultural thing. Tell me I'm wrong no, with your own opinion. Tell me I'm wrong where that seems like that's a really culturally divided thing. Yeah, because I, I, we, we talked about this before and I talked about this with my wife. My first, my initial thought was, please don't fire him. Because the first mistake that he made as far as I was concerned, was something that happened when they first hired him. And he's talking about, I forgot the context, but he was talking about, well, I'm from the south side of Chicago. And anybody familiar with the south side of Chicago already knows what that means. So you already, you've already set the tone. So what happened the other day, to me, is no surprise, whether it's taken out of context or not. He already let you know what time it was. So from that standpoint, I agree with you because... He a grown man, six nine, and you walking up to him, basically talking to him, talking about him, talking to him out of his name, as far as I was concerned. And then you have that chirping, you know, assistant coach talking, and then you got your hands on somebody. So how, there's nothing to disagree about. Do I agree about his actions? No. But at the same time, I it's it's really funny because I can't expect him not to do what he did. It's like, if he did it, I get it. If he don't, congrats. But I'm not going to get, you know, all bent out of shape because he swung on a dude based on what happened. Because at some point, the other side has to be like, let's not be stupid. Let's just shake hands and get off the court. If I have something to say to him, I can call him. I can text him. I can communicate with him in a way in which, number one, is not not right in the heat of battle or right after it. And number two, if I really have something to say to him that's constructive, let's do it a couple days later. When people, you know, when your feelings are a little calm and everything is cool, you probably moved on. Y'all could have hashed this out later on. It, exactly. Exactly. That was white fragility, in my opinion, though, because when Jawan Howard was giving him the blow by... He, his white fragility, would not allow this dude to ignore him or walk by him and not give him the opportunity to explain himself. Like, hey, nobody has to give you the opportunity to explain yourself. Nobody has to listen to you. He's a grown man. He don't want to talk to you. He ain't got to. But the Wisconsin coach, it was like he couldn't deal with this male. I'm not even going to talk about the fact that he's black. I'm, I know that it had something to do with it, but this guy was going to basically blow by him and he couldn't he couldn't allow it he couldn't deal with it because this whole situation doesn't happen if he just walks by and then gives Juwan Howard a call a day or two later like yo man uh, I know you were upset it was heated what's up what did I do wrong like let's talk because Juwan Howard for the most part what everybody tells, says about him he's a classy guy so I, I have to believe two or three days later Maybe even two or three hours later, you could have talked to Jawan Howard. It'd have been cool. Well, everything else you said is true today. It's true outside of basketball. It's true in basketball. It's true in life. You keep coming up with these things I can't defend. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, I, I want to address the KB Ako thing because he said, you know, why we ain't talking about why he got slapped. I have, I have realized that this is a real cultural bias that I have. And this is just this is just me and the code that I've been around my whole life. If I'm out in public and I see a and it just if I see any minority 
any type of brown person randomly slap the crap out of somebody my first thought is never damn he slapped the crap out of that dude my first thought is always what, what did that other person say or do because there's no part of me that feels like people just out here slapping people for no damn reason I, now am i condoning the person who slapped the other person no because i i prefaced it by saying hey juan howard has a responsibility to carry himself on a higher level because you are a leader of young men especially you're a leader of young black males like you have a responsibility but i can't pretend that my cultural bias doesn't immediately always go to what ruben does and victim blame just be like what did he do Hey, Ruben, you a victim blame, but don't make that face. That's what I was getting ready to say. Don't even try. <laughs> I, I was trying. I was trying to let him go on what he was saying, but yes, don't even. All try. I'm saying was I wasn't defending myself. I was like, why you got to bring me in it? Because that's all I'm saying. You're, you're out of this. The three of us, you're the person who blames the victim the most. But like, that has gotta, nothing to do with this. But that's what I I was talking about. My bias is to victim blame when somebody random when a grown man randomly slaps somebody. I'm sorry. My first response, well, not somebody, another man. Because if a grown man slaps mm-hmm. a woman, I don't think, what does she do wrong? I think he's a bitch. That's generally my first thought. But if a grown man slaps another grown man, the first thing I can think of is, man, what did that other dude say or do to him? So immediately when I saw the Juwan Howard thing and the coverage was, oh, totally unacceptable behavior, I was taken aback a bit because I was like, what did that assistant coach say? No, no. <laughs> Actually, I'm surprised that you were surprised because this keeps, and the, and the reason why it keeps doing it is because I just saw this. But this takes me back to the Malice at the Palace yeah. and how it was covered. Yep. And it took weeks. And people still don't, unless you've seen both documentaries, you people still don't know this one random white dude started this whole thing. Yep. Because this was supposed to be over with. When Ron Artest was lying on the on the uh, scores table, this was over. Yeah. So, and that's not really the point. I kind of digress. My point is, when black people are involved with violence, it is reported a certain way. And it always leads with, and see, this is the hard part for me, the, the thing that bugs me the most, is they're not wrong. Yeah. I can't defend Joan Howard it, at all. Exactly. That's exactly what I live with. You know, I, I can't defend it. But it happened, and I'm with Mo B. Because, like he said, and, and the quote is so true, people ain't out in these streets just swinging on each other. They're not. Most of the time, we, we're not trying to talk to nobody. We're not trying to have a confrontation. I mean, we're just not. And so for him, in front of 20,000 people, mostly white to swing on another coach in that environment this is not a closed practice this, everybody's watching this is on TV and he, he took a swing at a dude and I'm like what like Moby said what did this dude say that looked like somebody that just ca- got called a jigaboo and just snapped. That's yeah. what that some some <laughs> racial epithet came out of some little white man's mouth. 
And Juwan Howard let that south side come out. And he didn't let it come out. He just snapped. Because number one, he was he was a little irritated already based on what happened in the game. And like I said, jumping on a dude that's already emotional with some bullshit will get your ass kicked sometimes. That's just in general. Okay? So now you throw race into it, which... Based on what I saw, it looked like it could be. I can't defend it. It's still wrong. But what did he say? But white America is not going to report on black violence with that kind of you know perspective. They're just not. Number one, it it sells because we all want to you know mainstream America always wants to see black America a certain way. This is a great way to keep. Their America, their America, and my America, America. There's a difference. Hear what I said. So the the bothersome thing to me is the fact that my first reaction was, please don't fire him. Why is that bad? Because I can't defend his actions. I understand his actions, presume you know, the, with the presumption of what I think happened. But I can't defend it because there's no way in no universe that, like Mo, like Moby said, he's a coach. He's a leader of men. And he's shown these guys a, a, a horrible example, lacking self-control. But when black people do it, it's like, fuck. Because I can't defend that. Yeah, because you was like, please don't fire me. I was like, damn, they got another one. <laughs> I was like, they got another one. He took the bait. He's just he's just resigned, and I'm just begging. He took the bait. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He, he he exactly. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. So like I said, man, I can't I can't tell you you're wrong because everything you said is right. If Jawan Howe was a white coach that did that, we the, the coverage would have been oh you know competitive spirits, tempers flare. Oh, he, he let the emotions get the best of him. Exactly. Everybody involved would have been suspended, and two weeks later, we wouldn't have been talking about it no more. Everything, everything would have sounded like how they reported how some, well, how a great percentage of the country reported January sixth, or how how the media reported Bobby Knight when he was out there choking kids. Yeah, he was choking white kids. So, it, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> he out here choking kids in practice, and we're going, oh, he's just that's just tough love. Exactly. Let a, let a black coach throw a chair on the court. Let that happen. It, it's it's two different. Like Moby said, man. There are. I think we we're talking about something else before this, but it's just like there are two different types of America. One is our America, and then there's America. Yeah. I said that before, and I told you to listen to what I was saying, and I'm gonna say it again. There's brown black America. And then there's America. And if you don't comply, then you're not part of this country. Kneeling and wearing masks and shit. Fuck you. You're not part of this country. This is America. So that's important no matter what we talk about. So there's that. Everything. Again, man, you're going to have to come up with something that's fair. You're cheating. I was just saying to tell me I'm wrong on a cultural thing, man, because I just felt... I just feel there, like there's white, nothing, white there's people nothing. are taught freedom of speech differently than we are, man. 
Yeah, because they, <laughs> their freedom of speech is actually the spirit of the law. And it is the law. But the thing we're talking about is actually they're the only people that have a part in that. But I kind of disagree because the spirit of the law says freedom of speech, but you can't yell out fire in a movie theater because you can see the inherent risk that that poses on other people. I would I would argue that as as any adult male, you got to know there's some shit you can't say to another male without putting yourself in inherent risk. Well, I'll argue that in this country, if you are a white male, I can move the target. And if and if somebody that's brown, black or with breast and vagina tries to challenge me, I can dismiss you. So it is the spirit of the law, especially when I can move the target. It's that simple. Touche. I'll say this. I feel like... Um you know, I I agree. I think, I think, because I was like, ooh, what I do say? Because here's the thing: if he didn't say anything, if he didn't put his hands on the coach for real, then clearly he said something out of character or something he probably shouldn't have said, such as "get your ghetto kids out of here." Because unfortunately, yeah, I don't even want to imply what he said. I just know whatever he well, said was was a was a line that i imagine that most reasonable adult males would consider stepping over but that's the whole thing because it's not a curse word but it is deemed negative because a lot of people use the term ghetto as a negative connotation which i'm just kind of like i just i shake my head and just that's like, the no, only no. way we use the word ghetto yeah. as a negative connotation so my other thought is this is where I feel like Juwan messed up. And the reason why I say he messed up is because if he said something about it, we would have heard about it. Because if that's not a, a sound clip for that ass, I don't know what it would have been. Clearly, he took the high road in the post-game interview and did not say what the coach said or what he thought he I heard. I kind of disagree because well, no matter what he said, the other coach would have denied well, it. Well, hold on. Listen <laughs> to me. But listen to me. The reason why I have an idea he didn't say it is because we would have heard about it. Because that is a sound clip. Because if he had said, yeah, I my emotions got the best of me and I swung at that coach because he said something under effect about my ghetto kids. And that's disrespectful. And at that point in time, I did not, I was not in the right mind and I swung on him because that's what disrespectful stuff to say. He would have got fired if he'd have made that statement. And the reason he would have got fired is because it would have kept this story in the light. The other coach would have just denied it. And then people would have been like, he's just making an excuse. Nothing that he said condones that. Like literally, Jawan Howard should have just came in a press conference and just been like, my emotions got the best of me. I apologize. I should never act that way. And the story moves on. Like the reason he didn't say what the other coach said is because if he does, the other coach, all the other coach has to do is deny it. And now the story keeps getting talked about in a negative light. I mean, like, I hear you. But the situation is that, yeah, if he gets fired anyway, it's not going to really matter. But he and didn't. That- but and that's, that's what I'm saying. His his only but th- what I'm saying is the 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 only way he had a chance to keep his job was pretty much 
to say as little as possible to hope that the situation goes by as quickly as possible. If you add another soundbite, you prolong the story. But I, and I, as much as I understand that, and I, and you know, I agree with that. But this is the inherent problem because coach says that coach says something that he shouldn't have said clearly. We, we all kind of realize that. And because, you know, he got, why'd you slap him in the face? I mean, that's the question. And then what's he going to say? My emotions got the better of me. Why? Because he looked funny. I mean, that's that, pretty but, much what he did say. He, but, he said emotion, pe- you know, people put their hands just, on me. I felt I had to pre- defend myself. He, he, he didn't give a specific quote. Exactly. Because all the dude would have did was deny it. And the story would have kept going. But sometimes stories like this need to keep going. Now, if you want to keep your job. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, you know, all I'm all I'm saying is the prop we are we we have the these are these rules that are not meant for everyone. And as long as there's sometimes we have to not go by the same rules. Sometimes it's I'm not saying I'm not saying that maybe this is not that instance. But the question is, when is it going to be the instance? Because I just want to know what positive comes from him saying what the guy said. Because when the other guy denies it, the people who believe he said that, like most of us already believe something was said like that. We don't need to know the specific quote because the people who don't believe something was said, even if Juwan says it, as long as the other coach denies it, they're going to say it never happened. Unless there's an actual video recorded soundbite of it, which there isn't, because if there was one, it would have came out immediately. So there's no point in saying it. You're not you're not going to convince half of America that that this cooning ass dude didn't just go off his rocker. But that's, the, need- that, that's the story that they want to tell, that Jawan Howard is just a bad black guy who got emotional and swung on a coach. Because he doesn't understand how freedom of speech works. All right. I mean, I understand that, but how come it always seems like we have to follow by that rule, but nobody else seems to follow by that rule? That is, this is, rule. This is America. This, I mean, is this, America. This, 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 this is too America. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. There's sometimes, man, where that rule needs to be broken. This might not have been the time. But eventually that rule needs to be broken because you know what? Regardless of what happens, his reputation is tarnished because of this incident. It, it just is. Well, okay, and and but, I mean, so, and I understand that he could completely lose his job. And I understand that, you know, all the negative stuff could happen. But when it's all said and done, like, make this dude answer the questions. If he sits up there and says no, he says no. And you know what? That's fine. But for him not to be able to say anything regardless i mean because like you like we all agree something was said and we all talk about how you know when it's all said and done people are getting passes look the only way people the only reason people get passes is because we allow people to have passes now like you said who's the we that's allowing it the people who don't say nothing whether it's black white puerto rican asian i'm glad you said that so recently recent history brian flores yeah he's he's put a whole bunch of stuff has john elway suffered any negative consequence 
I mean, right has now, Miami I, has the Miami owner suffered? Nobody has suffered any consequence, and he cost himself probably opportunity to be a head coach again by coming out and saying that, and nothing was gained from. It. Now, I'm not saying he's wrong for it, but what I'm saying is. You're making it seem like if we come out and say something about it, something's going to change. The people who are in charge or the people who the people who don't want to believe something like this happens are in power. So there's nothing we're going to say that's going to make them believe it's happening. Like people who were saying the Brian Flores thing is BS. They're like, oh, John Elway would never do something like that. No, nah, he didn't come to that interview <laughs> drunk or nothing like that. And all John Elway had to come out and say is, no, nah, that didn't happen. John Elway essentially gave the shaggy defense and we ain't heard him have to answer a single question since. He was like, no, it wasn't me. And boom. All right, that's good enough for me. They stopped writing the story. So if he, if Juwan Howard talks about this assistant coach and assistant coach says, no, I would never say anything like that. Oh, sounds good to me. Moving on. Now he's just another black dude making an excuse for his negative actions. I mean, but regardless if he made an excuse or not, that's what's happening anyway. So if you're gonna if you're gonna be considering if you consider doing a negative ex- a thing, I mean at least make an excuse for it. Be like, yo, he says some he says some foul stuff about my team, and you know what? He can come out and say he didn't say it, but you know what? Make him answer the question because clearly he wasn't. It was a whole bunch of people there, <laughs> and all the Michigan kids would be like, yeah, I heard that. Even, when do white people even make other white people answer questions? Most of the time, they answer him for him. I don't think he would have done anything like that. And the story moves on. One one reporter might have asked a question about it, and the story would have been over. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. I mean, we'll never know. I mean, that's all I'm saying. It's like, we sit here and we talk about how everything is unfair. It'll forever be unfair. I never use the word fair because I think fair is a white people word. I mean, whatever. But, <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing, you know, when we're going to advocate for ourselves and there's sometimes you got to advocate like Brian Flores, he got fired. So when it's all said and done, he already knew he ain't going to never co- be a head coach again. Ever. He went to this knowing this. He said it. And I mean, when you do something like this, you know that you may never coach in the NFL again, like ever do it. Not even doing line work. You might never do it, you know? And he knew that going into this. Now, will this will anything ever come of this? I don't know. And I'm not gonna sit here and say that it will or it won't. You know, I won't there for none of it. So it is what it is. But when it's all said and done, you know, what what if it comes out that this Miami um owner did say that shit? Like there's only one other person who can, you know, who can say it. You know, and that's the whole thing. All I'm saying is that we sit here and we talk about how things should be different. How do, do we make them different and that sort of thing. But eventually when it's all said and done, if we never advocate for ourselves, we will never make an attempt to make anything different. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that was the right move for Dewan Howard. It may not be for him. But now, eventually I, it's going to be the right move for somebody. I just want to close out on a question for you. It's just a question because I don't even you don't even need to respond. It's just a question. If if we can acknowledge that there is a problem, why is it the victim's responsibility to fi- fix the problem? 
that's the type of unfortunately that is the type of world the country that we are in i'm and not what, saying and what right. other in what other scenario other than race do we ask the victim to fix the problem and what in any other situation what do we when do we ask the victim to fix the problem well the question is on this case who is the victim because if depending who you talk to it's the assistant coach but the, the, to, but for everybody else is Jawan Howard. We're, we're talking about the coverage of how black people are covered and held responsible and and the inherent racism in the coverage. That's that's the issue. So now, do we think and, the coverage is racist? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, and and I don't even mean like like the the stereotypical we hate black people racism, but you've acknowledged with me if Juwan Howard was a white coach and this same situation happened, this coverage wouldn't be like this. I don't know. And I, and I, and I say that because the only reason why it was a big coverage, it was on <laughs> CBS. And like literally, as you could tell live, they were trying to go off the air, but they couldn't. I'm because, not. I'm not saying they would. It wouldn't have been a story. But the yeah. way the way it's been covered, as as opposed to nobody has once said or just defended. Oh, the heat of the moment, or oh, he let his emotions get the best of him. Oh, you you hate to see this at the end of a game. It was Juwan Howard is out of control. Juwan Howard should have never let this happen. That, that that was the immediate coverage then the next day it started to soften then they were like well maybe we should get rid of the handshake line which i think is stupid because like well, in 30 plus years anyway. like well no but the handshake line ain't never been a problem the players had no problem at the handshake line and if damn hey. adult supervision can't do a damn handshake line we got bigger issues i mean <laughs> i agree with that completely but i guess what i'm saying though is like and i and i and i ask what what you watched because what i watched was not that i didn't get that kind of information because i um, watched i watched seth greenberg talk about how Jawan howard tried to give him a blow by and Jawan howard needs to stop worrying about how the other team coaches and you can't let your emotions get the best of you and make that type of example and, and we're talking and, about seth greenberg yeah, yeah go ahead that's not nothing new I, I watched jay billis talk about maybe we should get rid of the handshake line in general because it's an outdated practice which i mean no they asked him that question and he they was did like, that's, and then he was like that's that has nothing to do with it and that was stupid <laughs> and it's stupid I mean, anyway. he, he, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said he said it has nothing to do with it and it's stupid anyway like, i watched i watched stephen a smith say that there's nothing that condones Jawan howard acting that way the wisconsin coach basically is not at fault at all well i mean Stephen A. Smith. Once again, the this is coverage. I, look, whether I respect their opinion or not, this is how it's being covered. And once again, yes, Bobby Knight was a whole different time. But I, I specifically remember Bobby Knight doing get stuff and getting revered for it. I, I guess what I'm saying, like, because I watched SVP that night, and he was just like, I don't know what happened, and both both coaches should be ashamed and that sort of thing it wasn't uh uh a, a take such as one person in the wrong he was pretty much and once again it was sunday night so all the other stuff hadn't necessarily come out but it, he was pretty much even killed as best as you can be 
without getting like emotional about it. And he was probably the most even-handed coverage yeah. of it. Yeah, by far. Because then Monday night comes here you know, on Sports Center, completely different take than what happened throughout the day. It was complete opposite. Because you have L. Duncan and the other dude up there, and yeah, that you you already know L. Duncan ain't about it, that. It's two Americas. <laughs> yeah, once again. Yeah, but I guess what I, you know, I'm just saying if this happened at Detroit Mercy versus Wisconsin Parkside, you know, it's it's not really a big deal. But the the reason why it was even a big deal because Jawan Howard, and not anybody else, is Jawan Howard. And once again. I just feel like eventually in some way or fashion, we got to start advocating for ourselves. And that's, and that's all I got. That's my full opinion on it because what I'd like to know what he said. Yes. Because I feel as though if Jawan Howard didn't hit the coach for grabbing his arm and stopping him, want to talk about something he want to talk about this dude clearly jumped over that line. And that's my opinion on it. I mean, yeah, I want to know. And so should everybody else. And the fact that everybody else either doesn't want to know or they choose not to talk about it already lets you know the problems that we have. And that's that you you pretty much just talked right to my point. That's that's the point. Like, But that you, don't mean you, Juwan you, shouldn't you, say anything. You want to know because you have an objective view on, hey, something was said. There's a large sect of the population that doesn't care and and even if they do find out that he called him the n-word talked about his mama said he'd f his children they're gonna lean on the fact that hey you can't put your hands on another guy because it's convenient but when people do something that offends that their principal you know principalities about america they go invade the capital of course (laughs) i mean once again you know i'm not saying that coach should have been fired no, I'm just saying the fact that no coaches, nothing happened to any coach was just, that's that Big Ten bu- bullshit. And that's just what it is. And that's the way it's going to be, you know. And Sorry I hijacked the show with such a long, to- long topic. Yeah, you did. But it's okay. See what so, I did? I took responsibility for. Ah, uh, soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Very quickly. Because I think the My Five is kind of is kind of interesting. Favorite alcoholic drinks. Top five favorite alcoholic drinks. And for some reason, you don't drink alcohol. Then, yeah, I don't think y'all. I don't think that falls for y'all. But yeah, whatever you drinks you like. Ag, top five alcoholic drinks that you like. Well, I don't drink too often, so four out of five of mine are non-alcoholic. But number one is Ocean Spray Cran Air thing. Mike's Hard Lemonade Blood Orange flavor. Orange juice, Chick Fil A lemonade, lime Gatorade. Just Chick Fil A's lemonade. Nobody else's lemonade. Yo, Chick Fil A lemonade off the hook. Yep. Okay. Moby. Okay. So Uncle Nearest whiskey. Um, I don't know what that is. Jack Jack Daniels. You're a Jack fan? Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Um, Jack Daniels. Um, uh, Crown. Extra rare. Expensive. The big hey, Mr. Bougie over here. I mean, when you look, say crown, you mean crown royal? Yeah, crown royal. It's called extra rare. Yeah, bougie. 
Why well, I gotta be bougie? Like, I just I like extra extra rare. rare, the big bottle. It's it's smooth, you know. They don't make it in a little bottle. That's why I said they don't, they don't make it in a small bottle. Um, yeah, my other one is it um alcohol beverage. I I love limeade. I can't drink a lot of it because it's just flooded with sugar. Like the limeade, like the Minute Maid limeade. They got cherry limeade. Ooh, That's good. Oh like, my goodness! God, yeah. the limeade just be hitting, oh. man. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what that is. Wrong. Oh my. Yo, that limeade be hitting. I can't drink. It's like nothing but sugar. But gotta be hitting. Ain't no such thing as diet limeade or sugar free limeade because that ain't limeade. That's some I other mean, stuff. That's some fraudulent shit. And I can't be a part of that lie. I can't be a part of that lie. Well, Moco Cowboy Cruiser, he's a limeade. Is fantastic. <laughs> but. My absolute favorite alcohol beverage is whatever the hell you paying for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so saying. If I, so if I'm paying for a case of Milwaukee's Best, that's you. Hey, man, we're going to be drinking Milwaukee's Best, and I'm going to be bitching about how you got awful taste in alcohol, but I'm going to drink it. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't really like tequila, but when other people be like, hey, let's get a shot of 1800. I mean, you got the shot of 1800. I'm, I'm with it. I got some Casamigos. Look, I don't really care about 1942 Casamigos, but I mean, if you paying for it and it's in this glass, I'll drink it. It's my favorite drink right now. Uh, <laughs> free Natty Boy is pretty good. I, I was about to say no. I do. I was about to say I do have lines. God, oh, like if man. you if you if you give me some Schlitz malt liquor, I'm gonna say no. If you give me some Natty Light, I'm gonna say no. If you give me some Colt 45, I'm gonna laugh. And then say no. <laughs> Does it every time. <laughs> That's the bull, man. Come on, man. Ah, so I'm a Crown and Coke dude. Not that Diet Coke crap. It's the original baby Crown and Coke. Um, back in my younger days, I used to do Ghost Lager shots. I mean, I don't know if I could do that anymore. But back yeah, in the day, I, I remember the days of Ghost Lager. Yeah. Um, Waking up with the upset stomach. P- pissing out gold flakes <laughs> I'll, I'll say you know I'm not a big shot guy but every once in a while I can drink a shot um, what's the best mixer coke or sprite man anything else is a waste disagree. of time disagree if, uh, if you're drinking a nice dark liquor go with ginger ale it really mellows it out Give it a smooth taste, and ginger really eliminates any aftertaste. Crown and ginger ale, awesome. Jack and ginger ale, awesome. Moby and bougie, awesome. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I'm a Corona guy. I'm a Yingling guy. Um, is that how you pronounce it? Yingling, right? yes. Yingling, okay. Yes. It's not. It's not out of the country. It's made in Philly. I mean, not Philly and Pennsylvania. Um, and um, fireball, man. I can take a fireball shot. God, I have had a fireball. And yeah, I don't, I don't like I don't tequila. Think, I, don't, I don't think my kids were born last time I had a fireball. Like, tequila makes me mad. I don't like tequila. I, I change. I don't drink that cup. Tequila, um, tequila is the devil's blood. That's why. Yeah, I, I actually literally get unhappy. <laughs> no, AG, I have a, I have a simple explanation for why I call it the devil's blood. Because maybe you've heard different stories, but I have never heard anyone say, "Hey, we were drinking some tequila and then something awesome happened." 
Yeah, nothing else. It's, it's, it's always we were drinking tequila, and then the landslide of bad shit started happening. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> he's not wrong. And actually, I want to ask y'all a question: Is the worm really bad to swallow? I don't drink that. What's wrong with you? I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Okay. I mean, that's that WPS man. What's WPS? Yeah, White people he, shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't drink that. <laughs> crazy. Um, however, um, honorable mention. Kaviaka, Ghost Lager. Not Ghost Lager, um, Jaeger. Jaeger. I, I will Jaeger bomb all day and wake up feeling really good the next day. Cough so. cough syrup flavored alcohol. It's, AKA Jaeger. It's a, He's a man. flavor. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you ever had Jaeger, it's like Jaeger Y'all just threw a little extra sugar and some cough syrup. That's all y'all do. Yo, did. bro. That's the only time I drink Red Bull. I can't stand Red Bull. But in a Jaeger bomb all day. That sounds like a heart attack. I mean, it's interesting. I bet it is. I mean, you, I've had like you be you be drunk and can't go to sleep. I've had like <laughs> I don't that have give, give I don't have wings. problems going to sleep. Give you wings. <laughs> give you wings. And you, and you fly like this. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, nah. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a Jaeger bomb guy. I like Jaeger bombs. I'm a fan. Um, all right. So AG, what's on your mind, man? These are uh, people live in foreign countries uh, out here in these streets thinking America is the only place you can find a good good glass of racism. I'm going to say it right now. That's some that's some old bullshit right there. If you have... If, okay, I'm going to just use Puerto Rico for an example. Now, most of us... Florida. I could have, but I ain't want to do that. <laughs> But most of us, you know, we our experience with uh, Puerto Rican uh, people are, you know, the, the color of skin is is beige. So we assume that that is the, you know, the color. Well, I had to learn this the hard way. I dated a Puerto Rican a woman when I was in high school, and um, she let me know this is all shades. So I had that knowledge. Just oh, I didn't realize that. So okay, fast forward thirty years, I'm listening to NPR. That's Michelle Code Switch or whatever it is. So I'm listening to episode after episode, and they start to insert, you know, brown people. And so I'm getting life from their perspective about the same thing. But what started to creep into these shows was the fact that these people are as racist as we are. So the example is, if you are a light-skinned Puerto Rican, then you do have a problem with dark-skinned Puerto Ricans. Afro-Latinos and Latinas or Latinx have issues. So the next time someone from a foreign country, especially if they brown, start talking noise about how racist we are, I want y'all to have the knowledge to let them know that's some brown people calling the pot black. For real. Cause they racist as hell. That's what's on my mind. I mean, we man, we got that already internally. We already know that. Yeah, some people think racism is exclusive to America, which exactly, is- exactly. A lot of people that don't live in this country, or they're in the country, but they're just got here. They come to this country thinking that we have a lock on racism. No, we're a nation of immigrants. We imported our racism from the source. Exactly. <laughs> From the slave ships. Slave ships. But I'm telling you, brown people around the world have a problem 
if you're not if you're darker than beige and if you go to their countries and you immerse yourself in it you will think you're in alabama somewhere they are as bad or worse yeah they call and actually they are worse because they're pretending like that they're pretending that they're better and they're not i mean they, they call us gringos i mean of course gringos. well that's not really what i'm talking about but i'm telling you they have a racism problem so there it is all right moby what's on your mind um, to hijack the show again no nah, man patriotism man patriotism is on my mind um I watched, you know, for some reason, I've just been like really glued to like foreign politics and not just talking about Florida. Um, but this this Russia Ukraine thing, man, like it it just really watching the Ukrainian people showed me what patriotism that we don't have is because. You know they're a democratic society we like to call ourselves a democratic society however when we didn't like the the result of the democratic process we invaded our own capital when i say we i mean you know who did they invaded the capital and then i'm seeing coverage of ukrainian people people who are doctors and butchers people who no part of the military standing in front of tanks trying to protect their capital and and we got the audacity to scream out about how our democracy is a, a shining beacon for the rest of the world like nah man right now ukraine is the beacon of patriotism right now because like i'm gonna let you know i ain't standing in front of no tank for this country somebody try to come in here they're like hey protect the capital nah we got other people that can do that i ain't standing in front of no tank i don't think this country loved me enough for me to stand in front of the tank but i mean it, it it's sad and i'm not trying to make light of it but like it's really interesting to see how much love other people in other countries have for their country and i would like to feel that same way about my country like i i i am thankful to be born in america because we have opportunities here that i don't think i would probably get anywhere else but i also can't pretend that you know a sect of this country doesn't hate me just because i look like myself and you know ukraine maybe they don't have that problem because there ain't that many brown people in ukraine but um they sure seem to love the hell out of their country man and i wish we could adopt some of that real life patriotism instead of the pay the, the petty racist patriotism that we've adopted in this country and that's all i got all right good stuff good stuff so what's on my mind today is we can send people to space we can um set up internet using satellites for different countries um shout out to um uh what's his name not bezos the other guy elon musk you know, because he set up his internet to work over Ukraine because they asked. So, you know, shout out to that. You know, we can build cars. We can build electric cars. We can build anything. But we can't seem to solve our homeless problem. And then the question is, do we have a homeless problem? I think I think there are people who are homeless. 
I think there's a whole bunch of them. And but then there's a fair number of pretenders out there. And I'm just gonna I mean I've been thinking about this for a while. And I won't bore everybody with the details, but you know, I'm driving today. There's a four-corner street. On three of the corners in the middle are people asking for money. And then I look around me and I see all these help wanted signs on buildings and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, I've seen it where there's illegal. It is illegal to ask for money, you know, and I was in one of those localities where it is illegal, right? They're doing it right in front of the sign, whatever. And so my question is, we can create things. We can build things. We can make things. Yet we can't figure out a way for people, for everybody not to be homeless. So then I go back to, I thought about something that happened to me about 10 years ago where I watched this guy who had been out, you know, asking for money the whole day because it was doing my shift at work. Eight hours, man. And then I got off at five. I guess he got off at five too and got in his um, bins and drove away. And so I just wonder, man, it's like, what it, what has happened to our people? And I say our people very loosely, but where you can go and there's no reason to go hungry because we pay all you do is go to the right building and they will give you food stamps. You know? Um, or EBT as it's called now. So you should be able to eat. As far as the house stuff, can't work, can't do my, my the house thing, you know? Um, but there are places where people can stay and I know I hear those are bad locations and whatever. But, you know, why can't we build little communities and stuff like that? I, I just, I don't know, man. It just makes me question how many people are truly homeless and how many people are just lazy because you're willing to stand out in the cold for eight hours plus a day and yeah you may you'll make some money but it's all tax-free but you don't want to go get a job that you could do something less intensive for eight hours a day and probably get bring in more money like I, I don't know, man. I'm just... Is that side of me right now where I'm just like... I don't want to see anybody homeless. However, I'm sick of these pretenders. So what do you do? And and that's where I'm at. I don't know what to do. You gotta get past your own cynicism. Yeah, I mean, but... B- because, I mean, Moco Cowboy asked an answer. You're right. There are a lot of jobs, but... Can those jobs offer wage that are able to pay rent? Because have you seen, I mean, the prices of rent right now are crazy. You're right. A lot of people can go and get um, benefits, but you can't if you are not technically a legal citizen or if you um, are running away from something. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different reasons that people are homeless. And you're right. Yeah. There there are some people who are homeless. That I, I will not put it past. There are a lot of people who are homeless. And I won't say it's by choice. But damn it, it's by choice. Because they mm-hmm. they 
they have not taken responsibility for their own personal situation but i don't i don't walk around feeling like the majority of the people who are homeless are pretending i feel like the majority of people who are homeless don't don't have the resources don't know about the resources don't have the support or have something else that they're running one that from that prevents them from getting some of the tools we have in place and our systems don't exactly make it easy for people like yes people who have not had to go get unemployment food stamps and all these things you think oh you just go up to the office and get it man that shit is a hassle it you're is. going three four five times you gotta bring this paperwork this paperwork that person has a sign you gotta go get the it's it's a hassle and it's it's really a hassle for people who are really competent proficient and patient so imagine somebody who is not as educated is not as well versed and has a whole bunch of stressful different situation going on sometimes it almost seems like it's a task that they can't overcome but i feel you like because i do know that there's a lot of people out there homeless like oh i can't find a job and i'm like man we got an employee shortage right now all yeah. across the country so it's not that you can't find a job you just might not find a job that allows you to do the little bit of nothing you want to do for the amount of money you want to get i mean and the thing about it is just you know you, you write money mainly fun size i don't know people's situations but so are are we to give money to everybody or we give money to nobody or i pick and choose or whatever i mean so that's the thing is like i, I for me i'm just kind of like it's sad because there's one time you feel like okay this person could use my help but there's another time this per this person is just faking the funk and it's just it's sad to me and you it's just for the wrong reasons man if i've ever given to somebody i don't even consider the fact that they really need it if they hustle me or not because i feel like i'm giving because i got enough to give and i'm hoping that whatever i'm giving is helping this person if they're hustling me or not i don't care i don't think that far i don't think that far past if somebody asked me for some change and i got a dollar and i throw them a dollar like i'm not trying to figure out if i got hustled or not i'm like hey i had it they said they needed it i'm glad i had enough to give to somebody who needed boom i keep it moving yeah because if you think about it like you'll just become cynical and then get mad and then start being skeptical of everybody that's very true <laughs> and then you know i have i had somebody come up to me hey you have i don't have any money well can you cash out me something i'm just like what no <laughs> like i just i don't know man i just found out to be wow we use a cash app now that's what we're doing I, I don't know man i just i just i guess you're right maybe yeah, i am got, a little you cynical got, you got cash out that means you got a cell phone man. <laughs> there you go see i mean that granted, that granted you can, I understand with, with acp you can you know yeah i get a, it have a phone plan and not be paying anything but yeah yeah i i don't know but then get mad at you because you won't do it then it's not eh, i don't know i just i just wish that no one had to go through at least the homeless part or i don't have any food part you know the basic stuff but hey what do you what can we do you know the country that we live in we're a capitalist country and we can't figure out how to we can figure out how to make money but we can't figure out how to help people so eh, it's all jacked up upper class folk don't care about poor folk so I mean, that's very true i would assume i mean that's 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 always been the case yeah 
So, I don't know. But that's just on my mind. You know. Well, we appreciate everybody being on this extended episode. Sorry the, that... The, this two-part was... episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry it was longer than normal, everyone, but... It's AG fault, man. He got long-winded. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all two did talk for like 30 minutes and I ain't say nothing, but it's whatever. Um, it was a good conversation all around. Like, thank everybody who listened. Uh, thank everybody who joined us on the live. Thank everybody who listened to us on the podcast itself. Always tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell somebody about us. Uh, five minute warning.com, spell F I V E. And hey, you know, next month, we're going to change it up a little bit. Next month, is the month of relationships and we're going to talk about a whole bunch of them we hope to have some guests in as well and i expect that it's gonna be a lot to talk about because yeah relationships open that pandora's box but if somebody's gonna do it we're gonna do it so (laughs) dre from va i mean sure whatever um but hey thank you everybody listening to this podcast thank you everybody listening to the live show thank you to ag thank you to moby hey you know what we did it again we're gonna do it again next next sunday at nine o'clock p.m thank you hair grease peace email us at five minute warning 19 at gmail.com and also leave comments on facebook and twitch search five minute warning Contact us on Twitter at AG underscore FMW podcast at Nugeman25 at FMW2019. Contact us on Instagram, Moby 5-Minute Warning, AG underscore 5-Minute Warning, Nugeman25. You can listen to the podcast at Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of... Five minute warning. Well, he called himself fat, and I'm just like, you're not fat. Because I am. Don't nobody call me skinny. Because you ain't skinny, but you ain't fat. Okay. You ain't Tico in college fat. I mean, that's true, but just because I'm not as big as I once was doesn't mean I'm not still big. I mean, you what, 260? But you're like 6'3. It's not horrible. You know. I didn't three, say I was morbidly obese. I just said I was. When you're fat. 321 and you're five seven, that's kind of a problem. I didn't call myself Fat Albert or nothing. I was just like, I'm fat. But you're not though. It offends fat people. I mean, if you see if you see a dude like me with their shirt off at the beach, you'd be like, dude, that fat dude needs to put his shirt back on. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty much the marker for you fat or not. Ag, am I correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in varying degrees, but yes. Yeah, in but let's end, be yes. real here. Yes. I mean, if you had to choose between seeing you without a shirt on and see, being without see, a shirt on. See, now you're making it multiple choice. And being fat isn't a multiple choice thing. You either is or you isn't. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Because I don't think you're is fat. You is or is you ain't a fat bastard. I mean, see, exactly. Fat. I'm a fat bastard. And I'm okay with that. Man, we all it's are. To, a point. to varying degrees, but you're nah, saying exactly. that's when you do that. We, we're what? splitting hairs. It's like either you're fat or you're not. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but you're not fat, Tico. Okay.
He's not show, as fat as we are, okay, but hold on, hold what on. he's saying Show your belly, Tico. Oh show your belly. God, dude. I got on a, I got on an Under Armour shirt. Show your belly. I'm not about to stand up and you show ain't my got stomach. One. Yo, I, I could be watching stomach. a dude game right no, now. You got what a are you stomach? doing? You got a stomach, but you ain't got no belly. Oh, my God. Whatever. When you fat, you got a belly. I'm Man, so, you, I'm so you, glad. You're, you're basically the dark-skinned dude calling the light-skinned people not black because they ain't as black as you. You ain't all the way black. I guess that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no that's fair truer comparison. words have been spoken. <laughs> I mean, this you're is right, going man. on the end of the next week's podcast. By the way. I mean, you know, 